One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Are you recording? Yes. <laughs> I keep forgetting Finish about the pod. You don't even know. I keep forgetting to upload the Patreon. I don't know how it happens, but like I have it in my head that day. And I'm like, la la. I have alarms, all these alarms that go off every day. It's on my calendar. Alarm goes off, listen to Patreon episodes. And then I'm like, oh, I'll do it in half an hour when I'm like folding washing or I'll go for a walk or like whatever. I'm just not in the right time. And then hours go by <laughs> not the right time. hours go by two weeks in a row both times like last time i listened to the whole thing and was like sweet good to go and then just forgot to upload it yeah i've done that and then was like oh my god <laughs> and the girls and then last week just forgot about the entire fucking thing we're kind of in different like we've kind of flipped a little in some ways it feels like yeah recently. with the vibes yeah the vi- <laughs> like i'm really on the ball yes. at the moment yeah what where, what's happened you're really on the ball and organized and i'm like a frazzled mess i think one i think in a relationship one person yeah to be one way and then the other person can relax a bit you've but been for it sure. for so long i i feel like i think when i went to ireland i got like some sort of latent tortured artist like energy out of my body <laughs> i literally feel that way and i like i feel like the whole time i'd be like i can't upload the episode because i'm a, a tortured artist who needs to like go and live in the woods for a month and like be at one with myself and like read and write and be relaxed and then when i did it i was just like okay like yeah now i can go on now emails I can, now i can now apply I can, to my emails now i just get that it's it's that's just part of life it's just fine to yeah. do. I, so i feel i feel less like a fraught about admin or something yeah and maybe that's freed you up to be able to have the space to just to be my own (laughs) to just forget about everything no for sure even with like being on the ball with with the episode beforehand you're always sending ideas for what we should cover i haven't even like opened the doc it's a whole new world out there the thing about it is someone has to occupy each role we can't like it would be weird if we were both you know 
so when you were so good and on top of things, it almost it creates a vacuum. Imagine how it would be if we were both at the same time, though. We would be. (laughs) But with the merch, like, a perfect example is the merch. Yeah. Um, You were offline, like, literally Mm -hmm. gone in the woods for a month. Don't try to contact her. Don't try to get an answer. Which was also, we're also so stupid because we were like, okay, cool. We'll get it all organized before break. So we had it all organized. We did have it all organized before break. And yes. then we were like, sweet, we'll do the pre-orders in August. But like, who's going to do that if we're on break? And Grace is like literally offline, like did. So then I was like, okay, I'll just email it and it'll be that simple. I'll put the order in. And then it ended up being like this huge back and forth. So long needed to ask her Grace so many questions about <laughs> sock designs and like numerous different Thanks. You sent me a handwritten letter to the house <laughs> yeah. to try and get a response. <laughs> I sent a text and I was like, ignore, ignore, don't worry, I've sorted it. And then, so that was like back and forth and back and forth. And then also I was like trying to number crunch because I was like, actually, are we even making any profit from this? A question we must always stop A question we ourselves. literally just asked ourselves before we started recording just now. And then, so I was like doing this number crunching, getting my boyfriend who did economics to like make us spreadsheets and stuff. And then, and then... Like it was actually, and then I was trying to work out how many orders we shipped to Australia, how many orders we shipped to the UK. It was just a lot of like maths, like actual maths was doing percentages of how much we'd sold versus where everyone lived. And then Grace comes back and I was like, I am not doing this anymore. I've done so much. And she was like, okay. And then now you've just taken over. We tag teamed. Which is so nice. It's like that woman that I was obsessed with for a while on TikTok when I was still on TikTok. Maybe this is why I'm efficient now because I haven't been on TikTok since july yeah um that australian woman called margarita who talks margarita about margarita uh i can't remember her surname um and she would do like s- these like semi trad wifey things that i really liked about like your relationship and being in, in, in tapping into your divine feminine or whatever then she was basically saying that she was reframing the way we think about household labor and she was basically like I do all the washing in the house and I don't complain about it because I don't want my husband to help me with it because it's my thing. Like I just want to do it on my own time to my own schedule, how I want to do it. That's my job. And I just focus on that and not thing. And his job is like washing the car, like cleaning the driveway, whatever it is, but we just don't cross over. And it's not this sense that like each person should equally contribute to the house. It's like you pick your roles and then the other person's just not involved. And I think that's a much in a business partnership, I think that works better too. Mm-hmm. When you're both trying to do the same things at once, it kind of ends up like n- neither person is doing it. Well, yeah, that's how we used to and be on our emails because yeah. we both open our emails and then I was like, we didn't know who was replying to what. Yeah. And then no one would yeah, reply so to anything. There was always no one to anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, we missed that fucking campaign and they were going to pay us $10,000. An email, can I please advertise with your podcast? We'd be <laughs> no like, one sorry, replies. it's been four months. Hey, so sorry. It's been four months. Are you still doing this campaign? We get emailed about like being nominated for podcasting awards. Is like no one would don't reply. Tr- don't try and get a reply out of us. But now you can. No, but that's you can. why. If we were like you're on emails, that's your job. You do it however you want, whatever time you want, whatever time of day. That's your thing. And my job is blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. That's something we never. <laughs> I we never set up earlier. I like that idea about the household chores. Do you know what trad wife I've been getting into? Mm-mm. I haven't been on TikTok much either, but she came up on my TikTok page and it was Lucky Lucky Throwback, Lucky Blue Smith. 
I love that trad wife. She's so I know exactly <laughs> who you're so talking gorgeous. about. She's like sexy second wife. And she yeah, and she makes him all this food and she's always like, This is what I cooked for my husband today. And she makes him so, so, so many delicious snacks and treats. And then she mm. made him a bagel the other day and she was like, Lucky had four and then he put in the comment and she carried on talking. Cool. She was like, Yeah, they were so delicious that Lucky had four. And then we had lunch and blah 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 and all the people in the comments were like, Did we hear four properly? Four bagels. Four a bagel is four breads, which is something I say a lot. <laughs> four loaves of bread. Four slices of bread is one right. bagel. In terms of density oh. of bread, so he had sixteen breads. <laughs> sixteen slices 16, of bread. That's like a, that's a loaf. That's for sure a loaf. Sixteen. Well, she makes him. She makes him crazy food. He's a lucky boy because she makes him lucky by name. Yeah. She makes him insane food every single day and then makes herself something completely different. That woman is never not in the kitchen, but she's, she, she's happy. She's so beautiful. She's beautiful. So lucky blue Smith. This is, this is another of my Roman empires. It's like what happened to him and stormy mm-hmm. Brie? Yes, I think so. Stormy Brie. And the daughter's called Gravity. Like, it's all just <laughs> insane. It's all just, like, ping-ponging around my mind. Yeah. My subconscious at all times are these names. Why did they break up? Why did they break up? I, I mean, simply must know. What's his new girlfriend's name? Starts with N, I think. Yes. It's... What the fuck? I mean, we don't need to know another name. I've got his Instagram up. <laughs> Nara. Nara. No, uh, because I'm like, no. does she? She has other kids. They're both. They're very young. They're their kids. They're their kids. Yeah. Two, oh. Two beautiful. Two beautiful children. Wow, he's really pumping them out. He <laughs> three yeah, kids. How old is that boy? I know he's like 21. <laughs> <laughs> lucky, lucky Blue Smith. You don't just, like see him around so much anymore, I guess, because he's too busy raising his brood. Too busy eating bagels. Eating bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Not in model shape anymore. Um, okay, so some people will be happy about this. Some people will be sad. So will be a mixed bag. Grace is sad. I'm happy. There's a huge, big profile of Taylor Swift <laughs> in the New York Times, and we have to talk about it because it's by Taffy Brodessa Ackner. One of the best celebrity profilers of our time, and also author of Flashman is in Trouble, which have we talked about that book? I feel like you didn't. I didn't like love it. it. I didn't it? love it, but it's because I gave up in the first half mm-hmm. because the first half she was talking heaps about it was from a male perspective, and it was and he was just being really gross about women the whole time, which mm. is like there's there's a point to it to kind of show what some men's psyche can be and stuff but I was like actually just finding it kind of hard to read but then knowing it came from her I kind of want to try again because I I do love her writing they made it into a tv show Mm. that I really want to see because I like all the the people involved who's involved uh Claire Danes Mm. Jesse Eisenberg those are the only two I can remember but I like like them them. and Taffy I like and I like Taffy yeah Taffy She's so special that she's called Taffy. Um, oh yeah, and Adam Brody's in it. Was it her that said that she? Was it her that said that she got paid four dollars a word? No, four dollars per word. Who said that? Do you think she does? Someone said that. <laughs> yeah, and then got in trouble. She's got cancelled like Linda Evangelista. Yeah. I think it was her. 
or it was someone else. Yeah, she's the Linda Evangelista of celebrity profiles. Yeah, um, I think it is. Yeah, it's Taffy. She said New York Times paid her four dollars a word. This profile is roughly eight thousand words. You do the math. That's like Vanity Fair in the eighties rates, yeah. baby. She said, "When I started doing it's the two thousand dollars." <laughs> She said, when I started doing that, I don't get out of bed for less than $4 a word thing. People started paying me $4 a word. And this person in long reads goes, what the actual fuck? I don't think I've ever got paid more than a dollar a word. No, that's, that's crazy. That's USD as yeah, well. Yeah, USD. Bloody hell, Taffy. Yeah, the reaction was swift and violent and from what I could tell, divided for those. Yeah. Yeah. It was just quite crazy. Anyway, she wrote this amazing profile and got paid a lot of money. And she didn't even profile Taylor Swift, which is like the most iconic part about it. She went with her son to a concert in Santa Clara, California, and sat in section 301. And the way she was describing the people in her section was so funny, how they had the, it's me, I'm the husband, it's me, the two husbands with the matching shirts. And then the wives sat together and then she said that one of the husbands asked her what she was writing and she said she was doing a story for the New York Times. And he was like, oh, I thought they would, they, they would have given the New York Times better seats. But she bought her seats so she could obviously write about the experience of being all the way back in the stands, which is honestly, in my humble opinion, not even worth going to the fucking concert at that point. Yeah, it's really crazy. I think this was such a smart... She's obviously such a smart writer. I was rereading some of her older stuff off the back of this, including that really funny profile she did with Bradley Cooper after A Star Is Born, which I'd mm-hmm. forgotten about, where he like refused to answer any questions, mm-hmm. but she turned that into the story. Did you she, read the Nicki Minaj one? I don't... I think I read it at the time, but I haven't oh reread it. God, but I remember so it being funny. very iconic. Nicki Minaj fell asleep That's in the right. interview. And then she was saying, these are the questions I would have asked Nicki Minaj if she was awake. And she like wrote the whole piece around like what she would have asked Nicki Minaj and what she could like glean from her being asleep as what her answer would be. so funny. Oh my God. So yeah, she's like, she deconstructs a celebrity profile. She understands exactly the point of why it exists. And it is kind of genius to do a celebrity profile on Taylor Swift without talking to Taylor Swift. Because the reality is talking to Taylor Swift doesn't give you anything interesting about her like she is so impenetrable perfectly media trained so in control of her own image that if you sat with her for four hours you would like you just wouldn't leave with anything outside of what she's already giving everyone and what she's giving everyone is a lot yeah she's she's, yeah she's conducting her own version of a celebrity profile 24 7 mm -hmm. with how she manages herself yeah so why would she fucking bother getting a middleman in yeah and the way taffy wrote about it was just being like she has i don't even know what the what the number was some fucking crazy millions and millions of followers on across all the platforms and she was like compared to the new york times what what did she say let me google that she said taylor swift had 468 million followers across twitter facebook instagram and tiktok whereas the new york times had a mere 92 million absent the usual publicity contract obligation which is obviously like when movie stars have to do it because they have to promote their movie, like Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born. <laughs> I honestly can't see a reason that someone who has revolutionized the relationship a singer can have with her fans should want an intermediary. 
certainly she's sold enough albums without our help. Yeah, exactly. And and mentioning the way that like, especially, so her last profile was 2019. There hasn't been, I'm again, not, um, I might've missed one, but as far as I know, there hasn't been like a famous Taylor Swift profile or interview that was like very iconic or very interesting, you know, like the Channing Tatum one. She's just not that kind of celebrity. But since her last one in 2019, the closeness she's built with her fandom with like suddenly dropping folklore and the other one even more during covid uh how she said in this piece that she like dropped that feature length film about miss americana yeah miss americana and then apparently there was another one that was like behind the scenes of one of her covid albums it was just kind of like uploaded in full without any announcements or things around it like the 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 fact that she has that like one-on-one relationship with them is so core to her brand that that in itself is like such a fascinating thing to write about. Yeah. And then, yeah. So so what Taffy says is she doesn't think she could write another story about Taylor Swift. That's better than the story she tells about herself through all of her songs, through her dances, through her videos, through her social transmission. Um, And just saying like, she's a master not only of the revelation of information, Revelation? Yeah. Of information, but the analysis of each revelation, the scrutiny of that analysis, the contextualization of it all. Which is, yeah, how could I interpret Taylor Swift better than she does and better than her fans do online every day without my interference or input? I just love the way she questions everything in her writing. It's it's so cool. So she also talks... I think this piece... It's obviously so... I think it's so obvious the way this piece should have been written, but only obvious because of because she wrote it that way Mm -hmm. like it wasn't obvious from the opposite but obviously because taylor swift is doing her eras tour this is about her eras tour she went through all the eras so she went through all of her albums and then that's the way she set out the the profile and then she was talking about being at the concert with ezra her son and how a girl came up to her and said what era are you and what did taffy say she said um she's the girl said, um, oh, the girl started telling her that she used to sing her Taylor Swift songs in front of the mirror alone in her bedroom and she was a part of her childhood, not just in the way you look back fondly, but in the ways you look back with embarrassment. And then she goes, all the ways you're so ashamed of the person you were right before this moment. You could so easily be ashamed of singing Taylor Swift in your bedroom. You could leave it behind, but she doesn't let you. She says, look, I'm getting older too. You grow with her. What if you weren't ashamed of, of our eras? What if we realized they were always with us and you just didn't have to feel shame about who you were? She started crying. And then Taffy goes, baby, I did too. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like so sweet what Taylor Swift has done. And there is something so like, I think something happens with pop culture moments that take off and really resonate. And the eras tour is just like a huge example of that where people are responding to it without even necessarily knowing why or like it strikes a chord without people necessarily knowing why obviously it's taylor swift and she's huge and she's revisiting her back catalog but yeah reading that part of this this piece and this idea that she's like revolutionizing her whole shtick in many ways is about just going from someone who's very people pleasery to being someone who just likes herself as she is and just embraces herself Mm -hmm. as she is. And that narrative of 
you've played out your life in the public eye and you could be really embarrassed at being a really earnest 17, 18, 19, 20, 20, like, you know, living out these messy relationships and living out, you know, the girl squad thing, all these things that we would look back on from our teens and early and mid twenties and just cringe at. She's putting them front and center and being like, these are all part of who I am and I love them and I'm still that person and I'm not like, she's just never tried to be too cool or, or her evolutions have always felt like so authentically true to who she is in this crazy way when she is so removed from everyone. Yeah. And I think Taffy's like tapped into the fact that that is really the core of like why people are freaking fuck out about this show. I know. And also it's crazy because she's just such a genius in so many ways because so with the era's tour, her reason for doing it was because she hadn't been able to tour for so long. They kept getting canceled because of COVID and then she'd released all of these albums. So she was like, I'm just going to do a concert of all of the eras. And everyone was just like, you can't pack in like how many albums, seven, I'm going to guess, but maybe more Mm. into one stadium tour. And she was just like, yes, I can. But then at the same time, it coincides with her re-recording all of her albums because Scooter Braun sold her masters. So it's just like, it's just genius on so many different levels. It's taking the fans back through those eras at a time where she's re-releasing those albums to, to get them to re-listen to her new versions and make like way more money. And just mm-hmm. she's, she's such a fucking genius. And then she's not only doing the tour, which I'm so sad. I didn't go to because I started falling, getting obsessed with her falling in love, started getting obsessed with her. Um, <laughs> After she came to LA, or like sort of at the same time as she was coming to LA, but I was like, I literally can't spend. A th- My friend spent one thousand five hundred USD each, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I can't. And they were like, it was worth every second. They were like crying the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now I wish I could have gone. But on Saturday night, guess where I'm going? You're actually going to the Grove, <laughs> to the Taylor Swift Eras Tour concert film. She's making $160 million in one week opening weekend. That is that is mere pennies to Miss Taylor Swift at this point. But is this a like concert film in the vein of Katy Perry's Nope. I got it. Are you getting the one? Yes. Nope. It's not, Grace. <laughs> what it is, as I top up my Campo Virgo Tempranillo from Sainsbury's. <laughs> it's literally just the concert in full three hours of Taylor Swift singing but not do you want some more yes please I thought you'd never ask um I yeah okay I mean I get it I who is it mainly seeing it people who can't afford tickets or missed out on tickets or do you think it's like people are such fans that they'll have gone to the concert and be like now i just want to go see the whole thing again i'm going with people who went to the concert wow it's i mean it's incredible like yeah special i can't wait apparently the whole apparently the whole cinema is just up dancing and singing for three hours i feel like it'll be cooler than not cooler than going to a taylor swift concert but kind (laughs) of because i am also like when i went to beyonce did i say this to you already on pod i can't remember when i went to beyonce right i was like okay i'm poor I can't afford to buy, again, friends, all my fucking rich early friends going to like the front row of Beyonce. So they pay, they paid 
1200 USD, a bargain for Beyonce. And I was like, I actually just can't justify that. Like I went to pay it and then I felt so sick. And I was like, I've loved Beyonce forever. I've seen her live now four times. I was going to say, you've seen her a few times. Four. You've been at a few concert, uh, now, few iconic I forgot gigs. about one before and was saying it was three. And then I was like, I forgot about the time I went in Auckland. So it's four. And, um, but I was like, I still can't justify that. Even though I love her so much, I just can't. I would literally go into debt for it. For it. And then... Um, anyway, another friend of mine right before was like, I've got us $300 tickets, 300 US dollars, still so expensive, but I was like bargain at this point, went and we were up in the stands, probably fucking section 301 where Taffy was for Taylor, very far back and like actually looks okay. Cause you can see the stage fine. The stadiums are set out in a brilliant way. Architects did a great job. Like, can see everything. But the sound was so shit, Grace. Really? That it was like... And obviously, you can see her on the screen, and you kind of only look at the screen anyway, unless you're fucking front row, because you've always got, like, some tall person in front of you. Like, even if you're close, you look at the screen. So I'm like, it doesn't matter that we're far back. I'd rather save the money. But the sound was so shit. That's really surprising. It was just like... I've listened to Renaissance... So many times, I know every single beat, I know that it's made to play in a club. I know mm. that it's made to, like, make you dance. And, like, you could barely hear the beat. And I was just like, at that point, I was like, give me that business class upgrade <laughs> fucking desk. Yeah. I would pay anything. <laughs> if there was a thing being like, you can now upgrade your tickets and you have to pay $3,000, I would have been like, yeah, okay. I don't have that in my account, but I'll get it wired to me and I'll fucking be up at the front i see exactly what you're saying these seem like crazy figures to me for tickets to concerts it's because they sell out immediately and it's resale but oh, okay so they're not they're not able to actually ask because that, that was what i was going to ask is like it seems um yeah but i guess that makes sense actually actually that's a lie because the the Beyonce one I was going to buy was from Ticketmaster and it was mm. 1,200 USD. And then with t- with taxes and stuff, it was 1,400 USD. And that's how much the ticket was. But that was at the front. Like that was like yeah, okay. the most you could pay for a Beyonce ticket was, was essentially 1,400 USD. And then I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And then I looked on the day. And um, resale had gone up to 3,000 USD and all of them sold out. The resale, like, literally people bought tickets for 3,000 USD that day. It was mental. I guess of all the experience, like, yeah. Taylor Swift is coming to London next year. Her era store is not coming to London until next next August. And my sister's going to be here. So she's like, we have to go. And I was like, yeah, we have to go. And then I looked at tickets and they're more expensive than they were in L.A., so they're You've for the do it do it for the love of Taylor. Oh my god! I was like eight hundred pounds. Eight hundred pounds. Eight hundred pounds to sit at the back. The cheapest ticket in the stadium was eight hundred pounds. I'm just surprised she's not getting. But it's not her. It's it's resale now. Okay, okay, okay. That's resale. Yeah, that's disappointing. It's it does, crazy. How is she, I just the admiration I have for people, um, like her at that level where you could just like sit on your laurels in your Nashville mansion and count your millions. She's d- doing three hours a night, every single night for in the pouring two, rain for two years, yeah. <laughs> for multiple years of her life. Yeah. That is wild. She's out smooching, whatever his name is. Travis. Travis. She's just 
thriving. It's nice to see a woman thrive. They are the epitome of the of Barbie and Ken. Yeah. I'm not I'm not a hundred percent vibing it. No, I don't vibe it at Who's all. Who's your like fantasy league where you'd be like, yep. Carly Kloss. Carly Kloss. <laughs> Carly Kloss leaves. Joshua Kushner breaks free from the Obviously Carly Kloss. The... I would Die. Would you die? Die. I, I actually feel like something would happen physically to me. <laughs> I think I would like not have a heart attack, but like some kind of mini stroke or something. It's fucking, when she went, when, so Taffy as well gets into the Taylor Swift, Carly Kloss thing. And is I like, this how much of a thing it is that it's like in the New York Times, like it's fully. Yes. Okay. Taffy was like, I believe it. And you can't tell me otherwise in brackets. And then she goes. Yes, that paragraph was very. I sent it. written by you. I sent it to Grace and was like, I wrote this part. Um, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Because also like then Taffy was like, it was so funny because Taffy was losing her mind in the same way I lost my mind to you, which is in the way that you can only lose your mind when you've been like deep in this it was it was that that week in time where she was performing in LA she's in LA the entire city's crazy there were like four billion events in LA for Taylor Swift she was playing like nine nights in a row at like a 70,000 person stadium sold out and then she plays Maroon on the first night, which is Carly Gloss's birthday, which Taffy just wrote about in the New York Times, which is so funny. And then she was like, in caps, being like, and then Carly Gloss herself comes. Like, and then now she's dating a footballer. I just, I really am disappointed. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. quite crazy it is quite crazy but yeah if she could be with anyone carly Kloss, if not carly Kloss, any any woman in the world just a woman yeah i can't think of a man that would feel like satisfying to us as a society for her to marry because she really is like the the, the queen of america like it has the vibe of all of us peasants like 200 years ago i like who's gonna marry the queen it feels like that who's a hot lesbian um, Who are Cara, Miley. Well, Cara and her are best friends. That says a lot. <laughs> you are, what is it? You are the company, the company you keep. You keep. <laughs> Hot lesbians. Woman. She needs someone with a bit of like a little something, something, you know, like not just, that's how I feel a bit about Carly Kloss. I'm like, the Carly Kloss narrative would be great in the sense that they've both been like, 
denying it and we're friends and it being very like straight presenting. But I feel like if it's really who she's going to like settle with, we need a bit of edge. Can I just go out with Sarah Paulson? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like R- a... Ruby Rose? Mm. No. <laughs> uh, what's her face? Kristen Stewart. Would you be into that? Yes. Oh my God. I don't know why. I'd just be so into it. It'd be so random. It would be crazy. Sarah Paulson's good. Like a like how Sarah Paulson goes out with Holland Taylor, like a an elder lesbian yeah. relationship, age gap relationship. So uh what else? <laughs> what else about this piece? We're not moving on yet. Try as you might. <laughs> um yeah, no, this this part as well about the errors thing is was really sweet. How she brought in how the guy proposed during Love Story, that song. Yeah. And how Taffy kind of didn't mention that like every guy proposes at the concert to that song. Like it was as if she didn't know that that was an ongoing thing happening on TikTok throughout this whole tour. Maybe, she obviously does know. Maybe Taffy's not on TikTok. But Taffy's deep in like Taylor Swift staff and yeah. yeah i don't know she was just really surprised that someone proposed during love story and i guess if it's in your section obviously that is a crazy thing to happen but um then she was talking about how um how she was she was basically saying that she was making up in her own brain that the girl who got proposed to was upset about being proposed to during love story because it taylor swift was her moment and that was her song and it was her era and then like this boy thought he was doing the right thing by proposing but he actually wasn't you think boys guess that you're you're told you're told to propose at a taylor swift concert no yeah no you're basically told i think a guy doesn't just like someone someone said like a sister or a friend's been like, oh, it's yeah, yeah. Dream. like you, you're no. directed to, like yes. no one would just spontaneously know. I mean, no. Yeah. Or no, the, no, no. All no, the no. girls being like, look at this TikTok. Isn't yes. it so romantic? For sure. We've booked tickets next September. Yeah. It's very nice to like, she, she said it never occurred to me to look back at even my most carefree and innocuous era with anything but shame. It's really nice to look back at our younger selves and not feel shame and embarrassment. It's like when we interviewed Catelyn Moran and she was saying that about like trying to look for those parts of your younger self that you're inspired by and impressed by. I think about that a lot. My yeah. younger self was so jare, but so like <laughs> so fearless and confident and would just wear weird shit and like go up to people's like I remember when I moved to Sydney I literally didn't know anyone in the whole city I remember going to like a Sydney uni first week thing at a bar I would just go and talk to people I'd just be like hi how are you I just moved here like I just can't I would rather die than do that now a little sweet girl a little girl from the girl in the big city But I'm like, that's nice. Like those, that I instead of looking back, don't try like, to do it in our industry. I would never. <laughs> I tried the other day now. in LA. This girl was so rude to me. She was standing by herself at an event, and so I went to talk to her because I thought she was alone. And she was just like, "Who the fuck do you think you are talking to me?" And I was like, "Never mind, never mind." I know it has been sort of beaten out of us with a stick. The yeah. old friendliness, I mean, not really, just a, yeah, in a work context, but. That 
thing about who you are when you're young. You're optimistic. You see the best in people. You're very sweet. You're very, you're like, I just like I was less self-critical. I was less critical about, I don't know, just so many things. I didn't police myself as much. And there's so much beauty in that. And I think there's something really nice about being inspired by that and celebrating that and thinking that was an eras is such a nice way of putting it. Like you have, you can't recreate that. It's not true to who you are now, but that's an era of your life that you celebrate and hold on to. It's very special. It is very special. It's also like funny, this tour coinciding with, or maybe like influencing the culture even wider than it thought, like coinciding with everyone's return to girlhood, which is what we talked about on the Patreon last week. We like did a big deep dive on the return of ballet flats, which just then led into like this wider conversation about girlhood and feminine fashion and like reclaiming the the clothes that were like sexualized in our youth and kind of like turned into these things that weren't about us. Um, And it's funny that this tour is happening at the exact same time as women are like, wearing bows, embracing pink, embracing like each other in a way that we kind of stopped doing in that humble era of like, not just like the other girls, not like the other girls. A hundred percent. There's something now, and we've talked about this before as well, where it feels like masculinity is in crisis or floundering or like there's just something happening there and femininity or like however you want to put it is just thriving like there's all these statistics about women doing like outpacing um girls outpacing boys in school at crazy levels and like university graduation rates are huge and performance in the workplace is huge and even just how tiktok feels like this beautiful little like world of women sharing information and thing with each other Mm. like taylor swift embodies and taps into that feeling that we're in this yeah like girl moment where we're in a post me too and I obviously say that lightly I'm not saying that we've like moved on from patriarchy completely or in any huge way but there is this feeling of being liberated from the past realizing that the shit that we all went through in our like girlhood was fucked and re-engaging with all those things that we love but in this new context that feels I don't know. It feels like we're all a bit liberated and free and like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bless um, us. And all the boys are in QAnon. All the boys are in Q- Like boys. In cells as well because it. we're all free and we don't need them. Like literally. literally I know. It's, kind it's of sad. Insane. I mean, it's both my brothers. Yeah. It's, I mean, the rates of like loneliness. And I mean, I listened to a podcast about this saying that they're, they're quite literally, I know it sounds like a joke, considering holding boys down a year because of how much they're being outpaced by girls now in the classroom it's this thing of like when we were growing up it was such a thing where you don't want to speak too much in class and if you did people thought you were annoying or bossy and there's been like this great kind of pushback uh, to that and girls are just doing incredibly well and it's like where is what do men have where's their taylor swift they have Joe Rogan. They have Joe Rogan. They have the other Jordan prick. Peterson. Yes. They have Piers Morgan. They have um, who was I about to say? Leo Leonardo DiCaprio. Like they've got no one. 
Oh, they need a Brene Brown. They need they've a Esther Perel. They've got Diary of a CEO, but I feel like everyone who listens to him is a woman. woman. <laughs> <laughs> like they're not listening to self-help. Women are just thriving right now. Yeah, who's that other guy? Um, who's that other guy? Not Diary of a CEO guy, the other British guy. I actually find him quite jarre and annoying. The love guy. What's his fucking name? Oh, um, Jay Shetty. Yes. Yes. Am I went to school with him? Isn't he like... 15 years older than Amar. I don't know. How old is he? <laughs> 36. And Amar's 34. Yeah, he just seems older. <laughs> oh my God, he's interviewed Jada Pinkett Smith too. Oh my God, bring she it up. She is doing the rounds. Her interview with Jay Shetty is two hours and 30 minutes long. Yeah, it would be. That is too long. That man. Yeah, there's... They... Bad Bunny... Bad Bunny's for the girls. I'm like, it's all for... The... Timothy Chalamet's for the girls. Like, it's all for the girls. Mm-hmm. And the What's gays. for the boys? What's for the straight... Won't anyone think of the straight men? Won't anyone think of the straight white men? Won't anyone think of the poor straight white men? <laughs> <laughs> well, they have his Joe. I'm like, that's not enough. Well, it's a bad thing. Oh, my God. Taylor Swift? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is like an academic paper. Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn are literally microcosms for men and women in this day and age. Mm. He's just like floundering, doesn't know <laughs> what he's doing, dropped the ball of a lifetime, like fumbled the bag harder than anyone. In terms of like her and in terms of his career. In terms of all of it, yeah. Like he like like he's like, I he's wanna be an actor but I don't want to be famous. Yeah, I'm not gonna try and be good at acting. Fucking, um Hampstead Heath by himself I these know. days. I know in like a an oversized cardigan i imagine yeah (laughs) he is like so indicative of this whole thing it's like what do you want you want you want this powerful woman but then you resent her for being famous and then you want to be an actor but then you you, like don't finesse your craft so when you get the role of a lifetime in sally rooney's thing which taylor swift definitely helped you get you aren't very good in it like he's this is it and then she breaks free and she's thriving and he's walking around the ponds. Like, it's just, it's a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor. <laughs> you guys make me laugh so much the way you talk. <laughs> and an oversized cardi, I imagine. <laughs> I love being drunk. I hate being I sober. Why do we ever not drink when we do this? I hate being sober now. Do you? Yep. I like being sober, but sometimes I fear I'm getting a bit too sensible. I like just being a little bit drunk. I like just having like one to two drinks and just having a nice little buzz. But yeah, this past week I've really been craving a drink. I had, had a, a drink last night. It was a Tuesday. I had a two glasses of champagne and a cigarette last Monday. Did you? Baby, I was gone. I was gone. <laughs> Do you remember how it used to be gone like, girl? she was gone girl? I was gone girl. I was like, blah, blah, like just talking nonsense, coming home, trying to order KFC on Uber Eats. I was like a mess. It must have been more than two. It was like no more than three. It was a modest amount. But I'm very out of the game, out of practice. So Jada Pinkett Smith, been 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 a lot of news about her. I guess the biggest thing that I saw before diving deeper into this was the headlines that said that her and Will Smith have been separated for seven years. She's so, like, she's so iconic and chaotic. And she's, like, the definition of 
like feminine chaos. Yes. Because she has been doing these red table talks being like, I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be true and honest about my life, my relationship. She's like getting will on. They're talking about like how they've gotten through all these turmoils in their marriage. And now what does she do? She says, no, it turns out we've been divorced for seven years. <laughs> she got him on the red table talk to talk about her entanglement with that guy. With August. With August. And then they weren't even going out. They'd been separated for seven years. Poor Will. Okay, here's here's a twist on that narrative of poor Will. Yes. Which I think is maybe part of her writing this book and doing this tour. So and wait, so she's written a book. She's written a book. She's written a... A memoir. I don't know the name. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm not her PR person. <laughs> yeah. You can look that up on here. Ask Jada. Google it. Ask Jada. And she's doing a lot of press. And I was reading headlines. I was like, this is all crazy. I saw she was on Diary of a CEO. I was like, I'm going to listen. It was an hour and 40 minutes. And I listened the whole way through. And I have to say, my first reaction is what I think all of our reactions is. Stop talking about your marriage to Will Smith. Like everything we know about it, we've learned against our will. It's been like shoved in our faces and down our throats. We have not wanted to know anything about this marriage. No No one asked. asked. (laughs) Literally no one has asked. We thought they were together. Fine. Good. Fine. You said you had an affair with your son's friend and you want to talk about it on Facebook Live. Fine. That's mildly interesting. We're like, they're giving us everything and we're being like, huh. Mm -hmm. And now it's at a point where it's like enough, enough, stop. But... Listening to her talk on Diary of a CEO, I did warm to her in a way because I think she's quite misunderstood and I think she's very, she's had a lot of trauma in her life and I think a lot of the way of her oversharing is like a trauma response thing where I think she's she feels misunderstood and she feels like if she just talks enough or just gets her story out enough, people will get her and she won't keep being framed in a certain way. But it's actually just adding. Like Meghan Markle. Yeah, like Meghan Markle. It's just, and I understand, I kind of understand that impulse in some ways, but she's also like Meghan Markle, kind of creating her own problems and then trying to. That happened to me at the dry cleaner today. What happened? I went to pick up, I was walking past the dry cleaner and I'm. I'm in London at the moment, obviously, and my boyfriend's friend is living with us, and we dropped her dry cleaning in at the dry cleaner together on the weekend, mm-hmm. and he'd said it would be ready Wednesday, and I was walking past, so I was like, oh, I'll just grab it on the way, because she finishes work late, whatever. Yeah. Went in to grab it, was like, and he was like, oh, you need to pay, she hasn't paid, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I saw her pay, and then he was like, well, she hasn't paid, so you need to pay, and then I was like, oh, but I heard her say, like, we talked about how much it cost outside, yeah. and then I was like, not that it... Like, I was just digging this hole because then he was like, huh? And I was like, not that we said it was expensive, but she was just making a joke about how she spent 15 pounds oh dry cleaning socks. And he was like, it wasn't 15 pounds, it was five. And I was like, it wasn't about the expense, it was about the socks. And then I left and felt like I was going to cry. I almost cried. <laughs> that impulse. Just keep talking. I was like, and then I was going to ring him. Oh my God. I was going to ring the dry cleaner and be like, again, it wasn't about the price. I was just saying, I remember having a discussion about... How she has stupid, frilly, like, sequined Simone Rocha socks. And it's crazy to have to dry clean socks every time you wear them. Yeah. It wasn't about that. I know the exact feeling. I remember once I was at work and I was just, like, letting off steam about – it was about the stupidest thing ever. It was just, like, someone was meant to come with us to this event no one wanted to go to and they weren't coming. And I, like, sent a friend – I sent a co-worker something being, like – 
oh my God, and like blah, 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 it's not even coming. And like, it's so annoying, like just something. Mm-hmm. And it popped up on their Slack and the person saw it because they happened to be like leaning over their computer or something at the time. It was like all very low stakes. And I remember writing out this like literal essay and being like, look, I know you saw the message. I want you to understand, blah, blah, blah. I remember talking to someone in the office about it and they're like, don't send that. Yes. Like, that's so weird. That's so weird. Yeah. Like, don't. But in my head, I was like, I need to explain my way out of all these things I now think this person thinks of me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Jade is giving that. Giving energy. that. She's giving that. She's like, cool, the dry cleaner. She's, yeah. <laughs> and would sit and talk to him and be like, <laughs> yeah. she has a very intense vibe. Like you notice this a lot in the Diary of the CEO thing. It's the longest straight I've listened to her talk. I think she's a very interesting person. She has a fascinating backstory. Um, but she's been through a lot of trauma and she's, she, she's, she's been intense. She's been intense. But she is, as you were saying before, she's really trauma-informed. So what what was it that you said? So her parents, she grew up in Baltimore. She, her mum was 17 when she had her. That's already traumatic. Serial? Serial. Hadn't happened. The Wire is Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore. Um, Her mum was 17. Her dad was, I think, like 18. Her parents were both complete full drug addicts from when she was born and she just had no sort of like active love from them obviously her mum's been on red table talk and they have like a much better relationship now um she started dealing drugs when she was like a teenager in baltimore she was like literally a street drug dealer and she said for me the experience that i had you didn't see people being successful in any other world except for dealing drugs it's the people who had money the people who had power the people who had influence so she wanted to be like the most powerful drug dealer and then when she was really young she basically got like uh held up by a rival drug dealer who put two guns to her head and was going to kill her and then basically said to her she's like i saw in his face his brain ticking over being like what do i do here if i like he had a gun at her face being like if i don't do it will i look like I'm pussying out. If I do do it, do I really want to do it? Whatever. She was like, I could just see his brain ticking over. And then he robbed me and took all of my stuff, but he didn't kill me. And then I saw, I met him again months later and he said, oh yeah, I just looked at you and I was like, she's too pretty for me to kill her. And she was <laughs> like, and that was the first woman I realized maybe I am pretty. <laughs> oh my God. And she married the drug dealer. Oh, like literally. She, I, I mean, Women, I would. I, I would. we're so fucked. It's like Mia so Khalifa fucked. with the like bad boyfriend just being like, you should go into porn because actually you're hot. And she was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. We just I'll... love a compliment. <laughs> a compliment goes a long way. Yes. Um, so that was like her background. And then she said, so when she went into acting, all the fucked up shit, like alluding to the Weinstein-esque shit, she just said it all just felt like child's play. She just could just really hold her own in those meetings because it was just so the stakes felt so much lower than what they had been for her growing up. She just didn't, she had a lot of like mental health struggles and mental health breakdowns. And she lost Tupac was like her best friend from high school, like as in literal best friend. Um, And he was obviously killed. And then very shortly after that, one of her best female friends died by suicide. Like she's just had a lot of shit in her life. Um, And she met Will Smith and he was kind of crazy about her. Um, and she wasn't really keen on him at all at the start. She basically said she thought he was like a bit lame. And he kind of pursued her. He tried to get her a part on 
he offered her a part on Fresh Prince and she said no. Um, and then when they eventually, she said, which was really interesting that like he was so healthy, like he wasn't a tortured soul. Mm. He wasn't complicated. He was really mentally self-regulated, ambitious, happy, optimistic. And for so long, she just thought that that meant there was no depth to him. And it was like a big moment in herself healing journey to to realize that someone who was really healthy and okay with themselves and didn't need to be fixed like loved her which i thought was very sweet Mm. but she says i get the vibe that he probably cheated on her i mean i'm kind of extrapolating but she basically said like his love language was i'm working as hard as i can to build a perfect life for you so you never have to work and I can shower you with gifts and we'll have a beautiful house house and we'll have a perfect life. And she would just sit down with him and be like, I don't care about that. I just want connection. I just want time with you. I just want to like look into each other's eyes and talk and feel connected. And he, he was always running away onto the next uh-huh. project, onto the next thing. Um, and they basically decided to separate. And then when it came out that she'd hooked up with August... She basically insinuates that Will didn't want it out there that they had been separated. So she agreed to kind of take one for the team and come out and be like, yeah, I cheated on you to keep the facade of their marriage and his public image as like the wronged man in place. And that her mum, she said her mum said to her afterwards, like, what the fuck are you doing? And she was like, you're so codependent. Like, that's insane that you just did that. Mm. So that's her version. Will needs to go on to Harvesty. Will now. needs to go. On. Um, okay, should we wrap this up and then yeah, carry TBC. on? Yeah, TBC next, next week. I'm yeah. gonna listen on my walk home, so I'll have some back and forth. I should listen to the Jay Shitty one. No, oh God, two and a half <laughs> hours. God bless you. <laughs> um. Okay. Okay. Bye. bye. Wait, we mean it'll, it'll be on the Patreon. Oh yeah, next sorry. week. No, yeah, Patreon. Yeah. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.